Welcome to Market Scale Grow. I'm your host, Jenzea, and this is a Saturday strategy session where my goal is to bring you practical marketing strategies that you can implement into your business right away. Let's jump in. You might have noticed that we have got an update, a makeover, something super excited happened on the podcast. I'm so pumped about it. Not only did we get new cover art, but we re-recorded the intro, the outro, new music, total rebrand. Here we are. Love it. So excited. I hope you like it too. Send me on a message on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you what your thoughts are. Market Scale Grow has been around since April of 2021, and it is now, well, I'm recording this in September of 2023. So we are over two years into Market Scale Grow, and I just thought it was time to pizzazz things up. So a huge thank you to Lydia Harris, who helped me. We'll make sure she's linked in the show notes. She's the one who did the branding. She was amazing to work with. I think she and I connected like way back in 2021. Uh, We have kids that are about the same age and started our businesses about the same time. So it's been cool to watch her journey grow and then to have her be able to be the one to walk me through this rebrand has just been really special. So thank you, Lydia. And if you need to rebrand like a portion of your business, like I'd only rebranded Market Scale Grow or an entire rebrand, I highly, highly recommend that you check her out. And then also, of course, a shout out to Brittany, my podcast manager who helped with the rebrand of like with the music and redoing the intro and the outro and all of that. So thank you so much. And then what you're going to notice going forward on the podcast is every month we're going to do a Gen Zaya's hot take or like tea time with Gen Zaya where I go into a hot take of mine that might be a controversial opinion in the marketing world, or it might just be where I get kind of (laughs) ranty. But yeah, so I'm super, super excited about that. And then I'm going to be trying, fingers crossed we make this happen. I've, I've been doing one guest episode for a long time, like one guest episode per month for a long time. But transitioning to a guest episode every month on a special day. So not as a Saturday strategy session, but as like a bonus episode for you. So look forward to that. I'm not 100% sure if that's going to be starting in October, but we will be bringing in those bonus guest episodes for you. And I'm really excited about that too. Okay, enough about the changes. Let's dive in to the first tea time with Gen Zaya. My hot take this week is that targeting is not your issue. <laughs> and so when I'm talking about targeting, I'm specifically talking about Facebook ad targeting. So often people say to me, oh, well, if I could just find the right audience. And I have two things that I want to rebuttal there. The first one is Way too often, people are not taking advantage of their warm audience and lookalike audiences. And we'll dive into exactly what that means in a second. So the first problem with targeting is you're not taking advantage of the right targeting. So you're not taking advantage of the warm audiences and lookalike audiences. And then the second piece is most of the time, it's actually a messaging issue and not a targeting issue, not an audience issue. You're just not resonating with your people. So let's dive a little bit deeper into possibility number one, 
which is you're not taking advantage of your warm and lookalike audiences. On Facebook ads, like in the ads manager, there's three types of audiences that you can leverage. The first one is custom audiences. The second one is lookalike audiences. And then the third one is saved audiences. So when I say your custom audiences or I say your warm audiences, those are the same thing. When you create a custom audience on Facebook, you are pulling a group of people who are warm to you already. And so the four that I like to use are number one, your website traffic. I often separate this like a a blog and website. That traffic is separate from a TPT store's traffic. So website traffic. And then the second one would be your Instagram engagement audience. And then the third one is your Facebook business page engagement audience. And for both the Instagram and the Facebook engagement audiences, we keep those really broad. It doesn't need to be someone who's following you. It doesn't need to be somebody who is really like engaged in the way you're thinking, like if they've liked or shared a post of yours. When the ads manager is creating that Instagram engagement audience or the Facebook business page engagement audience, it's really anyone who has interacted with your account in any way. So maybe they clicked on an image and that's all they did. They just like double tap, like not even double tap, just single tap to make it bigger or whatever. They clicked on your name to go to your profile. They clicked the read more button. They could have also liked, commented, shared those kind of engagements. Maybe they watched a story. Maybe they're following you. Maybe they clicked on that like send message button, but they never actually sent you a message. Literally any type of interaction with your Instagram business profile or your Facebook business page will put them into that audience. And so it can be a really wide range of people in their warmth, if you will, because somebody who clicked on your name to look at your profile and that's all that they've ever done is not going to be very warm. Whereas someone who likes every single one of your pictures, who sends you messages on a regular basis, who comments and interacts with your story polls and all of the things, that's going to be a very warm person on your Instagram and your Instagram engagement audience. But the good thing about all of these people is that they have interacted with you already at least once. Same with the Facebook business page. They've already interacted with you at least once. And so that's a great thing. We'll come back to that in a second because there's the fourth custom audience that you can create and that is a customer list. And typically this is going to be your email list. Whether or not they are paying customers of yours, Facebook calls it customer list. It's just that list of people. And you can upload that onto the ads manager platform and create an audience of those people. So once they're on your email list, then you can retarget them with additional ads or use it. And this is what I like to do is all of these custom audiences you can use to create lookalike audiences. But we'll come back to that in a second. If you are not using these warm audiences, your website and TPT traffic, your Instagram engagement audience, your Facebook business page engagement audience, and your customer list or your email list, if you're not using these people and targeting them with ads, you're missing out on like a huge group of people who have already interacted with you. And that means for the most part that they've said yes already. And I've talked about this before, but like every single time that someone says yes, they're more likely to say yes again. And so them just having interacted with you once and said, yes, I'll go to their profile or yes, I'll like that image makes your job a little bit easier and will hopefully make your ads do better. And so that's the first audience that you should be taking advantage of. 
And I know some people have a little bit of a problem like paying to show someone an ad if they're already on your email list. And that's fine. You can exclude your email list from that. But I highly recommend that you don't exclude like your Instagram followers or Instagram engagement audience. You don't exclude that website traffic, those TPT visitors, because they're showing an interest and the ads are going to keep you top of mind. Now, I already said that you should be creating a lookalike audience of all of those custom audiences. So once you're done creating the audience in the ads manager, it will pop up and give you the option. There's like three options there. And the first one is create a lookalike from this custom audience. And I always recommend that you do that. A lookalike audience takes that custom audience. So let's just say it's your website traffic. So it takes all of the people who have been to your website and the algorithm figures out, okay, they have ABC characteristics. And then what a lookalike audience does is it goes and finds a million to, I think it's like if it's for the United States, if you select the United States as your country, it goes out and finds like 2.7 million more people with those same ABC traits. And then you do it for your Instagram engagement audience and they have XYZ traits and it goes and finds that 2.7 million more people with XYZ traits. And so it's taking these people who your warm audience, who have already said yes to you, who have already engaged and, and have shown an interest in you and your business. And then it goes, here's some more of them. Let's do it. And typically the look like audiences are cold people. So that means they've never heard of you before. They've never interacted with you before. They're a cold audience, but they're like warm-ish in that they have those characteristics that your warm audience also has. And you're not guessing. The algorithm is really, really smart and really, really capable. And I find that lookalike audiences tend to do extremely well. And so if you're not taking advantage of those custom audiences, your warm people and the lookalike audiences, then your targeting might be part of the problem. I often find when I'm doing strategy sessions with people that our image of Facebook ad audiences is the saved audiences, the interest-based ones, where we go in and we say, I want a whole bunch of teachers who are interested in math and upper elementary or whatever your niche is. And you're pulling in those keywords and you're trying to figure out like what ways, like the demographic information and the psychographic information to target them. And that actually, I find those audiences tend to do the worst because it's us just guessing. It's just, there's so much guessing involved. So if you feel like your targeting is an issue and you're really just using those saved audiences, I highly recommend that you go in and work with the custom audiences and the lookalike audiences. The second, and this is probably the more common issue that I would see, especially with people who are experience with ads and potentially have worked with somebody else in the past who have done ads. And so we know that the warm and the lookalike audiences are set up properly would be the messaging. And this is kind of where my hot take comes in. (laughs) That targeting isn't the issue. It's probably your messaging. What you're saying isn't resonating with your people. And I time and time again, I find this happening where we really feel like the images are going to be great and then they fall flat or the ad copy is really going to be great and it falls flat. And then we, we switch the angle or we brighten the images and we just make a little tweak to what we've been doing and the, the hard work that we've already put in. And it just like changes everything. And so this is where like looking at the numbers and the data really can be helpful and knowing 
for example, when I look at an ad campaign that's not working and the the click-through rate, specifically the link click-through rate is low, then I go and look at the click-through rate for all and I want to see is that also low. And when that's also low, it tells me that the images might be and the headline might be a bigger problem. Once we get the that problem solved, we change the images, we brighten them up, we do a little bit more of a call to action in the image themselves. Then we can go and look, is the ad copy now working or is it still not working? And those are a couple that I would say the two things that I do most frequently with images is I try to brighten them if they're dark and make sure that the call to action is very clear on the image. Or if we're going the opposite direction of like organic-y kind of images, making sure that they really do look organic and not like an ad. And so one of the best ads I ever ran, we used an image of the business owner sitting, I don't know if it was Walmart or Target or Home Goods or Home Sense or like where it was. She was sitting in the middle of the aisle and just like cross-legged on a little carpet, super cute. And it did so well because it really just, there was no words on it. There was nothing. It was just her sitting on the floor in this store. It did so well, if I remember correctly. It was back in like early 2021. So it's been a while, but it was just so organic. The image just looked so organic that it could have just been like your sister posting a picture on Instagram, like, haha, look at me. And people were clicking on it like crazy, right? And so you either want, in my what I've experienced, something that really looks like an ad or something that really looks organic so that people kind of, their brain can immediately go, oh, that's a, even if they're wrong, like with that super organic image, they might be wrong, but their attention gets grabbed in because they're they're not like, oh, the person's promoting to me like slyly under the counter kind of way, right? Whereas when it looks like really, really looks like an ad, then they're like, oh, this is an ad and it's something I'm interested in and they don't feel tricked. People don't like being tricked. There's a huge lack of trust in the online space right now. So that's a whole nother conversation that I've had before and I'm sure I'll have again, but we don't want to be tricking people. So those are a couple of things for images. And if the images that click through all rate is doing well, but the link click through rate isn't, then that is a little bit more indicative of a problem with the ad copy. And that's where we want to look at angles. And when I say angles, I mean like, how are we attacking the problem? So if we think about a primary teacher who is teaching math and their classroom, and and we have like math centers or like a morning work for them. I'm specifically thinking of one of my own TPT products right now. So I have this like spiral number of the day worksheet package or whatever, and it grows through the school year so that the kids are kind of building on their understanding. There's a few different ways that you can come at this. Just off the top of my head, I don't have this written down. I usually do really detailed notes and this I didn't detail note out. So I am just spitballing some of the angles or pain points or directions that we can come at the ad copy would be calm your morning down with, with spiral math review, right? So like the calming of the morning. I have had clients who really like to say things like, Drink your coffee hot and get attendance done while your kids are being productive. And that's it. The same, like calm your morning down and drink your coffee hot, get attendance done while your mat, while your students are being productive. They're kind of the same thing, but they're just set in different ways. And so those are two different angles you could try. 
You could also try like 100 plus work math work pages for grade one or whatever it might be and be very specific about what it is. Another one would be like download this bundle for free or for $7.99 or whatever it is. Coming at it from those different angles. And so are you struggling with chaos at the beginning of your day? Review important math skills with your students every single morning. Hey, grade one teacher, are you looking for blah, 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 right? So there's a whole bunch of different hooks. They're all kind of different angles and just trying to figure out which one, trying different ones, especially if it isn't working, and then coming up and seeing like, okay, am I coming from this from a positive way or a negative way? And both is fine. You can start your ad copy either like with a positive spin or with a negative spin, but I do highly recommend that through the ad copy, if you start negative, you twirl positive, like you bring it to the how your freebie or how your resource or how your course or program or whatever it might be that you're promoting, how it will help the person. And if you start positive, then stay positive. And how are you going to help? You always want to end with this is how this thing will help you. This is the same on like a sales page with your emails. Instagram copy, anything. Like if it's not working, it probably isn't your actual offer. And when I say offer, I mean the freebie that you're trying to get people to download or your course program, the webinar that you want people to watch, like whatever it might be, probably isn't the actual problem. It's more likely your messaging. And that's the same thing with your targeting. Your targeting probably isn't the problem. It's much more likely that it's your messaging that's not resonating with your audience. I hope that this was helpful. I do have a free download. It's Facebook ad targeting for teacherpreneurs. We'll make sure it's linked here in the show notes. I'm like pointing down even though this is a podcast. (laughs) Nobody can see me. I don't even video record my podcast. I just audio record. So here I am like, it's just linked below in the show notes. Arrow fingers down. Wow. Thank you so much for being here. Grab that that freebie. It's just a list of all the different audiences I highly recommend that you use, that you make sure you have created. There's some brainstorming pages and some tips and tricks for creating those saved audiences. And I will be back in your ear next week with another Saturday strategy session. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. Every week on Saturdays, we release a new Saturday strategy session, sometimes with amazing guests. And I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.